You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound. It's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Barr. Go to BillBarr.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candice Cooper, and I'm happy to have you rock with me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download and subscribe to Locked On Tar Heels podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Here's what I have on tap for you today. We are going to go over the Carolina versus Virginia Tech game. Thoughts on that. We've got to talk about our five key observations that we made on Friday and see if they all reign true here today as we recap the game. Finally, we've got to talk about Mac Brown's post-game thoughts, what he thought about Saturday's matchup against Virginia Tech, and how he is trying to move forward here against Virginia Florida State this week. So let's get into it, shall we? Hope you had a great weekend. If you had the opportunity to go to Keenan Stadium, you truly enjoyed the experience. If you did, let me know. Follow me at Candace D. Cooper. Talk to me about how your experience was with the safety protocols and if you felt like it was great to be socially distant and still cheer on those heels. If you are a family member, parent, what have you, and you've had the opportunity to just see your kid or your nephew, son, auntie, uncle, brother play or coach or, you know, just be a part of the game day experience. How was it? Let me know. I love to hear that from you. So Mac Brown, the last time he beat Virginia Tech was in 1987. He was the coach at Tulane University, and that was his stint before he went to Carolina, actually, and then went on to Texas and now back here with the Tar Heels. So the last time he beat Virginia Tech was with Tulane. Now, UNC finally got its third win of the season, and it came to the likes of Virginia Tech. They got over that hunk, that hokey hump. I don't know why that is so hard for me to say. 56-45 was the final score in a thriller, which was really UNC's game, but Virginia Tech wouldn't go away. First win against a ranked team this season, and it just felt good to finally get a win that means something for those guys. And none, none of them have ever beaten Virginia Tech. It's always been such a close matchup and not been able to pull it off. And I think it really just speaks to where Mac Brown has brought this team in two years, if you think about it. They're in the national conversation. They are in the college football conversation, you know, college football playoffs, I should say. And the fact that he's done that in two years' time just really speaks to who Mac is and the respect that he carries in the college football world. A lot of people are taking notice of the Carolina Tar Heel football team for once. And I know it's been kind of shaky for Carolina basketball as of late, so it's easier to pay attention. But hey, it's not just a basketball school anymore. And I'm sure a lot of those guys can certainly appreciate that. Now, when we think about Virginia Tech game, they were down 15 players, a lot on defense, especially in the secondary. So Virginia Tech coming into the game yet again, not being fully staffed. However, what can Carolina do about that? You have to play who's in front of you, right? And so that's certainly what the Heels tried to do. And boy, did they as they came out swinging offensively. Shout out to Coach Phil Longo. You know, he is my guy when it comes to the KISS method. Keep it simple, sugar, honey. We just need it just simply. Don't try and do too many plays. Don't make it intricate. At the end of the day, football is very simple if you just do your job. 
and just execute it to the fullest. And that's exactly what the Tar Heels came out doing. Sam Howell got a brief scare there with the targeting call from Virginia Tech's Kamari Connor, arguably their best remaining secondary position. And so he, him getting his bell rung, you know, one good time, and Connor honestly getting ejected was the right call was had me on pause but I said I don't want to take my hoops off and get out there and have to swing on somebody but I'm sure glad that those you know officials got it right now losing a position player can't um certainly wasn't the key towards them losing but it definitely didn't help but you got to appreciate the grit of Virginia Tech I mean it's certainly admirable the fact that they're down 15 the fact that they lost yet another player and they were still in the game towards the end now keys the first quarter Carolina goes up 21 to nothing doesn't completely get away from them but because honestly Virginia Tech knew that they had to make a change at that quarterback position and baby when they did all hell broke loose give Burmaster credit though you know the man can run and he had some great rushing looks for the Hokies down 21-0 in the red zone Burmaster gave Virginia Tech some life but I believe the hooker is just as capable of doing that as well so I'm not really sure what Coach Fuentes has up his sleeves when it comes to just trying to switch up quarterbacks and keeps everybody on their game. But Hendon Hooker is the all-around better player, and it's just interesting why they try to, you know, make so many changes, it seemed like to me, throughout the series. But I'm honestly fine with it. <laughs> From a Carolina standpoint, I'm just glad that Virginia Tech didn't figure out that Hooker was the answer for them on Saturday because they certainly would have won that game to me had he had he been playing the entire time. Now, you assume that it's going to be Carolina all day because it's 21 to nothing, but we just you always got to give the better team. You always got to give a team a moment to gather themselves getting punched in the mouth and when you have a great team like Virginia Tech, they always make a slow comeback, and that's exactly what Virginia Tech did, and it became a battle from the air, but more importantly, from the ground. A key stat in the first half, we saw 206 yards to 13 yards of rushing for Carolina versus Virginia Tech, and that just, when you talk about Virginia Tech and all the hype of their run game, and they're almost as good as Army and Air Force. They're top three in the nation when it comes to the ground and the run battle. And for them to just be, you know, shut down damn near, that speaks of volumes to Carolina's defense and their ability to just ensure that there was not going to be a close matchup like before. And I'm just really proud of those guys for stepping up throughout the entire game, not giving up on themselves. And when things did start to get shaky towards the third and fourth quarter, they didn't give up and they remained and they didn't have, which I feel like in past times, Carolina has kind of gotten away from themselves and they get down and they're like, oh, here we go again. And it's just like, we're going to repeat. We're going to be really excited about things. And then lo and behold, somebody comes back on us and we don't know how to handle it. But Carolina stays true to themselves this game and they've stayed true to themselves this season and haven't give up on plays when it starts to look like things are going to go in the other team's favor. Hendon Hooker took over in the second quarter. He is the kind of guy that has deliberate quarterback runs. He's a better thrower. He's more athletic, more dynamic in the red zone. And of course, it showed. <laughs> Virginia Tech started to creep back into this game. More important, they weren't they weren't just creeping. They got within one to two scores, and you started to get a little sweaty if you were in there in Kane Stadium. We were starting to get a little concerned. I mean. For Carolina and Virginia Tech, overall, you look at the picture of it, they were not playing games. It was either a touchdown or nothing. 11 drives, 6 touchdowns, 
five and three and outs. I mean, talk about all or nothing there, right? You either are going to come in and you're going to score or you're going to chill in the background and just get out and try to try again later. But my favorite touchdown of the day certainly was a 43-yard reception from Sam Howell to De'Ami Brown to close the half. It made me feel good that the team had that excitement. They were still charged up. They knew that despite Virginia Tech making comeback, which we all knew they would because of who they are, it still was Carolina's game throughout the entire day. Now, what does that look like statistically? I'm going to share that next on Locked on Tar Heels. So you know it's Monday, Tar Heel fans, and I'm going to need you to start your week off right. Add Built Bar to your grocery list for the week. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're working on your fitness and you are a health-conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. And it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and for a limited time, Built Bar will be releasing a strawberry flavor series. Seriously, it's so good. If you get Built Bar strawberry flavor, you get 12% off your order through today, October 12th. Now, Built Bar is partnering with Barbells for Boobs, Breast Cancer Angels, Huntsman Cancer Institute, and Living Beyond Breast Cancer. Built Bar will match your donation to these organizations listed above for up to $50 per order, plus 100% of the proceeds from the Built Breast Cancer Awareness hoodie will go to these organizations to help support breast cancer patients and their families. The Breast Cancer Awareness hoodie is $19.95, so head to BuiltBar.com for more info. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you download and listen to podcasts. Leave five stars, leave a review. It would make me feel so much better. It would be a great start to my week. Now, I don't know if you guys ever seen A Different World. It is honestly one of my favorite shows with Whitley Gilbert, Dwayne Wayne, Freddie, all that good stuff. You know, it was produced by and directed by Debbie Allen, who is a sister to Felicia Rashad. If you watch the Cosby show, all that good stuff. If you like Denise from, you know, the Cosby show, she was in season one of a different world. And unfortunately she didn't make it through season two through six. However, she was a key part, Lisa Bonet. So All of that to say, one of my favorite episodes of A Different World is when Whitley is going to Christmas dinner, right? And she just broke up with her boyfriend, Dwayne. And what's great about it is she's able to go to therapy, trying to talk it out. Like, how can I be better? So she goes to her therapist, who is Debbie Allen, playing that character. And she's like, you know, how can I just get over Dwayne? I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to think about him. I just want to be over all this. And, you know, ladies, if you're out there, you've been there when you just want to get over your man. Fellas, if you're out there and you had a hard relationship and you just want to get over, I highly advise talking to somebody. And, you know, therapy is a great thing. So she's talking to her therapist. And finally, she's getting so worked up that her therapist is literally like, you've got to relax, relate, and release my sister. You just have to let go. All this frustration that you are carrying with you is just not going to help you get over this man and live successfully. So what does she do? She gives her relax, relate, release. Three times over, relax, relate, release. I say that all, I'm bringing it home, of course. Always got to go back to my heels. That is exactly how, to me, Sam Howell played this game. That is exactly how Carolina's offense played this game. They were able to relax, relate, and release. They didn't let 
you know, a comeback of Virginia Tech's get to them. They kept playing their own game, staying in their own mindset. There wasn't any defensive takeaways that were so pronounced, you know, that was unbearable for Carolina to make it back. Like, yes, of course there were some three outs. Yes, of course there were some stops and some drop passes and there were some rattling in the second secondary. But for all intents and purposes, Carolina offense had a day. And again, I know people are going to go back to Virginia Tech and who was available. Well, what can you do? I think that withstanding Carolina had a great day. And so let's talk about those five observations that I had mentioned on Friday. Things that I wanted to see. I wanted you guys to keep monitoring for me. Let me know whether or not you saw those two. So number one, offensively, they got to get their groove back and damn it if they want Stella out there getting some grooves on I appreciate it from start to finish top to bottom you just had a great day offensively Sam Howell 18 for 23 257 yards averaging 11 per throw three touchdowns on the day finally being that Sam Howell that we had all expected this entire time he just had to shake it off a little bit the start of 2020 season has been hard for everybody and Sam just had to find his groove and he certainly did when you talk about rushing Michael Carter Javante Williams 20 and seven, 17 and 20 carries on the day. Michael Carter, 214 yards, averaging 12. The longest of the day was a 62-yard rush touchdown that we saw. Javante Williams, 169 yards on the day, his longest being 29. I mean, it was just beautiful to see throughout that. And I know we've all been wondering when <clears throat> our guy Daz Newsom was finally going to get some receptions and did he get them all? He caught seven on the day for 69 yards, got one touchdown. Deami Brown, three receptions for 86 yards. Great play. As I mentioned, my favorite touchdown of the day, the 43 yard reception. And he just had a day, but so, so did everyone else got some love, you know, Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Bo Corrales, Coffrey Brown, Garrett Walston doing their thing. And, you know, everyone got some love and it all evened out. Like Phil Longo basically told all of us in the media to just relax. You know, everyone will get fed as time goes on. And certainly that's what we saw against Virginia Tech. Certainly certainly proud of those guys for, you know, just holding on and not getting too frustrated or discouraged. What did the depth chart look like for Virginia Tech and how will Carolina adjust? That was my second observation. Again, Virginia Tech was down 15 players, but Carolina adjusted to it. They stepped up. No matter who was in front of them, they picked on a lot of walk-ons. They picked on a lot of guys who were probably low in that depth chart. But, hey, what can you do? I can only play people in front of them. I do not look at this win differently because Virginia Tech was not at full strength. Can't because that's just the season we're in. You got to go with who you got. And we're going to love on these guys for giving and putting their best foot forward because at the end of the day, if you get run all over, that's just who you are. And a lot of people still slept on Virginia Tech because they've been doing a great job in spite of being down every single game. So who won the run game battle? Number three observation. Now listen, Khalil Herbert had a day. Ain't nobody going to sleep on that man. He ran for his life all day. He gave Carolina the business, 18 carries for 138 yards. 52 was his longest run of the day. I'm not even going to sleep. He did excellent. However, the one-two punch, that is Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Be Javante, or Michael's going to come right behind and get it. That's exactly how we saw it all day long. We can certainly appreciate that. Number four, can the defense get a turnover? Now, 
It was a good game. It wasn't a perfect game. I was looking for some interceptions. I was looking for, you know, some fumble recoveries, some sacks for losses, all that good stuff. It wasn't what I, you know, wanted. But again, we did enough (laughs) to where we won that game. And I will take it for sure. Finally, my fifth thought of the, my fifth observation was, can Carolina protect that ball? And damn it, if they didn't do that too, just great all around. They had no fumbles. Listen, we got to take our wins where we can get them. Carolina is not always used to securing that football. And damn it, if they didn't do it, and we are going to just celebrate that and celebrate that win. More importantly, we've got to talk about, you know, what Mac Brown thinks. Because it's one thing for us to get all hype, you know, hyped up about it. But what did Mac Brown think about the win overall? Let's talk about it next on Locked on Tar Heels. Make sure you download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the daily podcast where you get to hear about Carolina athletics every single time I touch the mic. I'm talking about Carolina. Leave me five stars. Leave a review. Let me know just how much you're enjoying the podcast and what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of. Let's talk about it. You know, truly believe that this is a Carolina family and we're just trying to get better as we go. You know, we talked about Coach Brown and his thoughts on the Virginia Tech game and how he feels that the team has really done. And, you know, he said it was a great game. It was an exciting game. A lot of offense on both sides. Really proud of the guys because he said it's the first time that two ranked teams were playing against each other at Carolina. And somebody told him that hasn't been that way since they played Georgia in, you know, a long time. And Carolina has had a time with Virginia Tech 13 out of 16 times it's taken Carolina to get (laughs) take that L okay three times only you've only beaten a team that just honestly speaks to how well Bud Foster and the Virginia Tech Hokies have done for so many years especially when they came into the ACC they were running the game they were the Clemson you know of the ACC for quite some time everyone wanted to beat Virginia Tech and unfortunately everyone had had their tail whipped by the Hokies. And so now we are trying to be in the conversation in the coastal that lets you know that Carolina is here to stay and having the win, the loss two years ago, excuse me, where Carolina had 19 seconds left and ended up losing. And then you think about last year, the six overtimes and still coming up short. It was one that I'm sure a lot of those guys personally wanted to get that win and it meant more and it meant something different for that team. It obviously wasn't a perfect game. And so when you look at the whole scope of everything, defensively, they still struggled. And that's what Coach Brown really spoke to. As I mentioned in my observation, there were not any turnovers. Carolina did not capitalize on any of the mistakes, you know, for points for Virginia Tech. And that was something that I truly believe takes makes a team you know, top notch, helps you get to the next level. If you can make another team pay, you know, on the scoreboard, for their mistakes, then you're talking national championship. Then you're talking, you know, top top three, you know, teams in the nation. That's when I feel that you're a full and complete team. Coach Brown was saying defensively we were down three starters, and then you start looking at Kyler McMichaels in really his third game as a starter at corner. 
He was a special teams guy at Clemson. Cam Kelly played a part of the game. Patrice Renee was a part of the game. And so you had guys that hadn't had an opportunity to really get a lot of reps under their belt now playing so that we were thin in those areas and we missed a lot of tackles. We busted some coverages and we didn't play very well on defense. And we're not getting those turnovers. We had our hands on a ball and we were supposed to get it. And then it turns into a touchdown for a tight end for Virginia Tech. So I believe that, you know, Brown and I are on the same page. You've got to capitalize on mistakes from other teams. You have to cause mistakes from other teams. You have to cause turnovers. That's going to be the key to getting things done. Now, when he talked about offense, obviously high praise for them. And he believes that Michael Carter and Javante Williams are the best backs in the country because they've got balance. They're fast. They've got power and quickness to run inside and speed to run outside. So they are two of the best weapons we know. And when people have to come in and stack the box, it gives us an opportunity to throw to our fast guys outside. I was really pleasantly, again, surprised by Michael and Javante. I'm not surprised because I know how great they are. And every time they play, and Javante does well, feed Javante. I need to think of a nice hashtag for Michael. You know, I don't know about feed MC or Michael got, you know, Michael got hops or I don't know. Y'all help me think of something creative for Michael Carter when it comes to his, you know, great touchdown receptions or, you know, when he's really cooking these guys, cooking with Carter. There you go. That. I'm just brilliant as fast as I talk my way through stuff. I can talk myself into cooking with Carter because that's what he does to that defense every time he touches that ball. So overall, Brown thinks that defense can get better, offensive line can get better, and you still got to keep positives. You have to just try and take this win for what it is. And he always talks about and harps on the fact that you can coach guys a lot differently when you win. You can, you know, really stay on guys and have corrections when guys are feeling good about themselves. You don't have to coach, you know, upliftment when you can really say hey you won but you need to get better guys respect and respond differently to winning and I 100% agree when I'm down and out by myself and I'm already feeling like low because of certain losses especially big losses I'm not going to receive criticism better like I don't want to be dumped on so it's a different way to kind of really capitalize on improvement and so I'm hoping that these guys continue to find ways to win get better and I think overall I'm hoping that we, as we go into the Florida State game, we see some positive movement on that turnover side. <laughs> so we'll keep monitoring that. That will definitely be an observation as we head into, you know, Saturday's matchup. But overall, great win. I will take it. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for Carolina. I think we're going to do great things. Make sure you are tuning in all week. We're going to have some great conversations about the Tar Heels, but we also got to give some love to our pro heels. Let's recap how they did in their respective games. Let's talk about basketball side as we're gearing up for the season. The countdown is real. Let's talk about some pro heels in that too. Danny Green is looking for his third title still. The Lakers didn't get it done in game five, so they're on to game six. And I want to talk about why we need to calm down and chill as a whole, as fans, as commentators, whatever, what have you, and realize that it's just sports and we need to love each other how we can and just not get too intense about it. So we'll have that conversation. And I think it'll be a great, great combo that you can always get in on if you follow at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Download, subscribe to the podcast, Locked on Tar Heels. Tell a friend. That should be your goal for Monday. Tell a friend about Locked on Tar Heels. Follow, download, subscribe, all that good stuff. I hope you guys have a great Monday. Listen, be safe. 
Be smart, wear your mask, and as always, go Heels.